from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. I'm your host, Nate Webb, and today I have here with me the wonderful people from the IEC, a.k.a. the International Electrical, just kidding, I don't even know. It is the Independent Electrical Contractors Association. Um, It's comprised of over 70 merit shop electrical contractors with an award-winning curriculum and ever-growing apprenticeship program. And I have here with me Ken Adams and Meredith here to talk to us about um, the program and the wonderful things it offers. Welcome, guys, to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. So what is, what is, first of all, what is IEC for those of us like myself, that was like, uh, said international first before <laughs> actual reading what you guys sent me. Um, what is the IEC? Like it's, I, I get it's electrical. Like we're, we're looking at electrical jobs, teaching people how to be electricians, right? I'll, I'll take that first one. Um, so the independent electrical contractors association is a national organization has about 50 chapters throughout the country. Uh, IEC of Utah is one of those chapters. And like you say, it comprised, it's not compromised with, with 70 contractors, but oh it's my comprised. Gosh, that's compromised. okay. Wow. It, uh, wow. it has seven, about 70 contractors uh, that are, that are members here locally in Utah. And so as that, uh, um, as that association of independent contractors, which basically means that we're non-union affiliated. So all of the contractors are merit shop based, meaning they operate independently without a, any type of collective bargaining agreement that would fall into a union situation. Um, and so those, um, those contractors form together an organization um, that deals with, um, one of their primary things that they deal with is education and education of electrical apprentices. Huh. Under state of Utah laws, uh, electrical uh, apprentice is a licensed uh, category of uh, you know, uh, under the, it's a licensed trade, I guess, uh, the, each individual technician for electricians and plumbers are licensed um, to do their, to do their work. And so part of that licensing requirements under the laws of the state of Utah requires that you have a certain amount of um, hours before you can go and take your journeyman tests. And uh, so the schooling supports the hours that are uh, supports those hours and uh, with some school options to help, uh, you know, help students uh, be better prepared to take their test along awesome. with uh, on-the-job experience that they're getting. So it's a four-year four, four year process, 8,000 hours of on-the-job training. And we uh, also help with uh, four years of school. And with that four years of school, they're working during that time. They're making money, correct? That is absolutely correct. So um, I think one of the things that we put, and I don't, I'm not exactly sure how the podcast is, but I know it's a link that yes. we have there for a video. And that video talks a little bit about apprenticeship, which I think everybody's kind of familiar with, but sometimes we forget that um, apprenticeship traditionally and what it means in the licensed trades is that you get a job and then you're working while you're um, going to school at night or going to school at different times so that you can... Um, progress towards that journeyman license status. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
That's awesome. I think a lot of times, I mean, still, I mean, you know, universities have their place, you know, they're, they're, they're awesome and, and, and wonderful organizations and programs like yourselves work in conjunction with those to give all the options to kids. But a lot of times universities have been put on such high pedestal that, you know, trade jobs where you get certifications and like electrician construction, whatever it might be, they get put as a plan B, you know, well, you know, go into this if you can't hack X, Y, and Z. And so trying to help, help teach people that this is a fantastic plan A, a fantastic career plan A where you can start things. Um, now, Meredith, where, where do you fall with IEC? I haven't met you before. Hello. Hello. Uh, did you say you have met me before? I have not. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you seem maybe familiar. Yeah. Um, I apprenticed with the IEC um, hmm. 20 years ago and, and worked my way up, journeyed out. And then um, a few years later, got approached by the the school that they were starting in 2008 to be an instructor. And so I was um, part of IEC education of Utah from its beginnings. And it has been an incredible journey. IEC education of Utah is has been um, somewhat revolutionary in offering apprenticeship school to um, apprentices who are not close to the physical trade school itself. So they, they were one of the first to offer online options for apprenticeship and um, increase the flexibility for you know, the attainability of getting a journeyman license. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's where I fall in. I was, I was a student and now I'm a teacher awesome. and um, it's incredible. Now, something that a lot of people are going to be thinking you're a girl uh-huh. <laughs> and stereotype stereotypically, right? You don't, we don't associate girls much with these trade jobs with electricians, construction work, things like that. But I am, I am willing to go out on a limb and say, there are a lot more girls out in these trades than people think. And that I'm also willing to bet you guys probably outperform the men sometimes to a certain degree. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's nice. I think of you that's to a say. good call. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple things, you just said something really beautiful that I think if there was one thing that we could, could offer for counselors to take away from this podcast is that being an electrician is an awesome plan. A, I love that you said that. Um, and it definitely wasn't my plan a in any <laughs> shape or form. And when I was going through uh, my apprenticeship, I came across um, one other woman in the field. I worked with one other woman in my in my four year apprenticeship. I <laughs> that was it. And she, uh, sorry, one other woman electrician, and I think a couple of other women women plumbers. That it was just, and this is like early two thousands. Um, I have six women in my class right now in my class of 250. And so, and it, so it is the, you know, people are, are recognizing that this is a fantastic option for women. And, um, and I will say, I don't know that I accomplished any more than any man on the job, but I know I sure wanted to prove myself and work hard and do as much. And so, and I, I see that in my students. They are great mm-hmm. students. They are, and I don't know what if they feel like they have to prove something or if they're just great women who are, 
who have found this trade and and know how to work hard um mm-hmm. but um i don't know it for me it was a little bit of a a challenge in myself to make right. sure that i was performing just as well as anybody else right i love that i love that so much just because i know there's there's so many you know hands on tactile learner type females out there that think that, you know, they have less worth because, you know, regular academia is not serving the purposes for them that it serves for some of their colleagues. And they're like, ah, but I can't do the construction thing. I can't do the electrician. I can't do the electrician thing because that's not a girl thing. (laughs) Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Yes, it is. Totally is. We live in a wonderful time of, you know, I 70 years ago, it was very different. Even 20 years ago, it was different. And I feel like we're, the tides are turning. Yeah, absolutely. 110%. And so with IEC, about how many, how many students are like, does IEC help? I guess, like how big is IEC? Currently we have uh, in IEC education of Utah, we have approximately 750 Utah students that are going through the, the program right now in our school. Uh, now, there's many other trade schools in the state that also yes. have them as well, but uh, I think that uh, that's a pretty good chunk that we have. That's awesome. Program. Yeah. And you guys are specifically for electricians, right? That's why, I mean, that's electricians, the right? The only thing you do. You are the you are the electrician people, right? Um, and so, okay, so you got about 700 people. Um, what are the requirements to be able to enroll in IEC? Like high school diploma or what? We are looking for our policies currently state that you have to have a high school diploma okay. and uh, we have a math competency requirement that can be met several different ways. You know, an ACT score that's high enough will be an automatic qualifier. And what is high enough? 19 on the math. Okay. So, okay. and then anything, if you've taken any college class, you know, obviously those coming right out of high school might not have that. However, with, many options in concurrent enrollment. If they have any concurrent enrollment math, college level math credits, we'll take that as an automatic qualifier. Really? So if they Absolute took like those, math 1030, math 1040, yeah, algebra. Pretty much. Yeah. So and, absent of those, we do have a math competency exam uh, that you can take so with for a really out. small fee to test, you know, just to show that you can show do math competency. Yeah. And really the point of that is to, um, you know, when we get into first year and second year theory, there is a, you know, several formulas that you have to solve. You have to be able to right. read the tape measure and subtract fractions as you're adding and subtracting uh, measurements and those types of things. So those are all skill sets that we test on that math competency. We're, we're not finding X. We're not finding X. Yeah. Just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking at some random find X and just circle it. It's right, more right self right if you're given this formula. Right, so right. It's, it's That's not, awesome. It's not horrendous math skills, but we do find that those that have uh, math skills actually have one less hurdle that they have to do when they're in the classwork. Well, also, it also helps to highlight that these jobs are not for dumb people. Like people in these jobs are not stupid people. Like people are there. We need the very like bright people are in these jobs. These are hard jobs. Like you learn skills and like this isn't just some walk in the park because you, you fell out of somewhere. Like this is a valuable place. It's going to teach you skills, but it's going to challenge you. And I, I, I was thinking when you're talking about the math qualification, how cool would it be, right? You, you, we see have all these high school seniors, they're taking concurrent enrollment and you ask them, oh, why are you taking concurrent enrollment? Some might say, oh, because I want to you know, get to this college, get to that university. I want to get this scholarship. Why are you taking concurrent enrollment? Because I want to be able to test out when I get to my electrician program. That's why I'm taking Correct. college math. In that high would school. be very cool. 
really cool. And I think that's like, I don't know, the more you counselors that are listening to this, you can talk to your students about this. Like this is like, and uh, I love talking to trade programs like yourself because so I'm, I'm like the anti-school counselor. I joke about it. I, I I'm not, I'm not, but I, I joke that I got a master's so I could tell some kids not to go to college. Um, because, because it's so true for some kids, it's not for them. It's absolutely not for them. And so, and one of the big, big, big benefits of, of you guys, um, is that the money they are flipping, making money, like real money. They're not getting egregious student loans, like craziness. I was fortunate. I was able to make it through my master's program without school loans because I sold pest control door to door for seven years. And a teacher tried to make an example out of me once. They're like, okay, so yeah, this guy's a salesman. He's a salesman during the summer. You don't want to do that forever. How much do you make every three months? And I was like, $70,000. She's like, okay, sit back down. Never mind, sit back down. Yeah. Anyway, so point being, I love the A, it's a good plan A, but also the money. You guys, they're making money while they're working and learning these, these valuable skills. They're going to last with them forever. I love it. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a financial guru or anything, but you start to add in the present value of the dollars that you're making while you're going to school and then graduating with no debt. And then in four years, you've already made all that money. Plus, you have a career that you're probably coming out with. Electricians right now are averaging about $70,000 a year. So at that four-year mark, you're hitting that $70,000 or have the potential to hit that $70,000. And then that's your starting point at that that's point. Your- There's quite a few options that you have from there. Man, holy crap. I laugh when some people, they say, you know, I got this job, but I didn't do it for the money. I'm like, you are lying. Okay. We all have jobs for the money. That is the literal reason why we work so we can get money. And like, yes, we love the passion, the job, the kids, whatever. No, I work because I like money and I like going home doing fun crap with that money. And so, so when someone starts the program, what is the starting pay? Like while they're learning and whatnot, when they're in the program, what is the starting out payment for a student who they're, they're not done yet. They're just working as they're learning. What do they start out earning when they start out? So the traditional right now, well, it's traditional has been this way for year net, but there's a shift with some of the inflation and wild things that are going on with just society in general right now. But traditionally in apprentice program, you got to be looking right around 50, 55% of the journeyman rate. And that, and then it has, then it has a process scheduled that every six months, as you finish a semester of school, you kind of have an automatic raise built into it. So there's a lot of blue sky in there. And then once you get up to the the four-year, obviously there's one more major requirement that is to pass your state of Utah journeyman licensure test. And then there's usually a jump at that point in time because then you have the ability to supervise others according to your license uh, abilities. And so you become valuable for the company, company at that point in time. So right now on the lower end, you know, this is kind of one of the interesting things that we see. We see some some warehouse workers and stuff like that that maybe are beating us on the low end, but we have more blue sky. That is crazy. Because I was thinking, you see, it's about half. So, so someone's making like, I mean, let's be pessimistic. Someone's making like thirty k a year. Oh yeah. Like I would have done criminal uh, activity as a freshman in college to make that stuff. Good heavens! <laughs> I like I I I I donated my plasma. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and you're making 30k just stepping in and starting school i'd like to apply for school okay you're going to make thirty thousand dollars a year yeah right. and it's not going to cost you you know it's going to cost you pennies on that to go yes. through school for you know to to advance yeah 
Wow. And so, okay. So once someone's done with the program and they, they get their journeyman's, um, do you guys like help them find like long-term employment or are they kind of like their own person now and they got to go out and find that? Or how's that work when they're done with the program? Oh, at that point in time, they're probably already four years into a long-term employment plan that's right. with, that's these, a, that's with these employers. <laughs> that's um, true. So they get them early on. Oh yeah. They, they want it, you know, cause they're working for them early on at four years. So the state of Utah requires a certain ratio on the job of journeyman to apprentices. So the okay. apprentice has a journeyman not too far away in the supervision. So what happens is um, when they get their journeyman license, now they are allowed to, you know, now they can supervise someone else. And so they start to become a valuable commodity to that employer so that that employer can grow because that's how they can bring on more apprentices is by having journeymen that are, that can supervise. Dang. Wow. This is so much untapped potential and industry that so many kids that don't know about. And I wanted to go back to something you just said a second. This kind of, this, this kind of goes around the the potential because this is, it really is. It's a fabulous career. Um, but you were talking about um, how you go through high school and you're, um, and you're looking towards college or whatever you're gonna do next. My journey was definitely college, college, college. I'm ready to, to go. Um, that was, that was my path. And I didn't realize that college involved. Um, so I am taking a little detour here. College involved so much, um, book learning Mm -hmm. and on your own study and an apprenticeship in its nature is very much hands on -on one-on-one teaching. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize as I was heading towards college in my junior and senior year of high school, that that was the kind of learner I really was. I didn't realize like my high school teachers in a, in a sense were my, were my journeymen through my high school. They were teaching me, they were pouring information into me. And then when I went to college out of high school, I really floundered. I struggled to realize that, um, I mean, to, to be on my own for homework assignments and do so much other, um, learning on my own. It didn't match your learning style. It didn't match my learning style. So that's something for, for counselors to, to see if they can figure that piece out because if they, even a great high school student might not fare well in a college environment, they might just need that you know, that other kind of learning style. There's this program called keys to success where high school counselors, oftentimes we do like their, their, there's learning style assessments and interest inventories. And, you know, it spits out when you kids are, and we tell them, so it looks like you're, you know, 75% tactile learner. And most times they're like, yep, yep. You know, you with my hands or you're, you know, 65% visual learner, audio, whatever it is. Most of them, they know they're like, oh yeah, definitely. I'm a tactile learner. Yeah. I'm an audio learner. Yeah. And so helping them see these wonderful opportunities. Like, okay, so you're this type of learner. Have you, have you considered being an electrician? Have you considered, you know, going into this trade? And a lot of kids would be like, no. And, and half the time is because mom told them blue collar jobs aren't real jobs right. or something like that. <laughs> um, and it's like, um, pardon me. Yes, actually wonderful benefits, wonderful pay, wonderful hours. And like, but 
but we don't. And I feel like now is a better time more than ever because like it's such high demand right now. Like we need those workers now more than ever. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. You know, I, I guess we can't, we have to also point out that, you know, those are all the wonderful things I think. And I'm, I'm don't try to be a, a naysayer on here, but we have to point oh, out that it is still in the construction industry. Yes. Construction industry still works outside when it's cold. Yes. Construction industry still um, has, is a little rough around the edges. Um, and so those things still all exist, um, even though it's, a, I mean, Meredith and I both have had some, some time working in that industry and, and, you know, we came out okay. And, and there's nothing, and in fact, there's nothing I like better than to, to, at the end of the day, turn the lights on, you know, because you see there's, there's that fulfillment of something that you did and you can see it in a very physical way. Yeah. And, you know, we can go around town, we can show you buildings that we worked on we can, we can do those types of things. So there is huge job satisfaction that comes into play, but we can also both tell you about days that were a little bit miserable, you know, when it's raining and cold outside and you're working out in the mud or whatever it is, because those days happen as well. And, and we can't, we can't ignore that, that that's many of our contractors, as I talk to our contractors, you know, they are still looking for that worker who can show up to work, can show up on time, right. can, you know, you know, has some communication abilities and, uh, you know, has that fortitude a little bit to withstand those winter days sometimes. Right. Well, and I think that that also goes back to like the type of people we're trying to recruit for this are not your, you know, your absenteeism children that, that can't, that can't make it to something on time. It's not those people that, I mean, I think every kid has something that works for them and they need to work through those issues so they can gain those skills so they can find the thing that's for them. But if you have an individual who can't communicate, if you have an individual who struggles getting somewhere on time, if you have an individual who just does things by the, like, it's not going to work out for them. Like no. they're going to get fired. They're going to get fired fast. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to survive. And I think for some odd reason, so many people are like, well, you can fall back on, you know, construction X, Y, Z. And it's like, guess what? It still is going to require you to be a good communicator. It's still going to require you to have all these soft skills that are not so soft. You know, the soft skills are actually quite hard and, and, and employers value those soft skills almost more Absolutely. than talent. Yeah. I mean, employers will take someone that is able to communicate that is able to get along with other people and be a team player. And they might be a meh person with a the skill. Yeah. They'll take that over someone who's a rock star, but they're a jerk any day. Yeah. Correct. For sure. Correct. I love it. And, and let me just, I, I, I don't think you left it on a negative note, but I will just say that the, again, that the satisfaction is incredible. Um, and for those who, I didn't realize that I didn't want to be um, stuck in an office or yeah. have the same view every day. Love right. it. I loved moving from one job to another, or even from one part of a job to another job. There, mm -hmm. Every day is different. And you're, um, you're learning new things with the backdrop of things that you've already. So you're always just on the edge of just learning new things, but you've got this confidence that propels you forward. Um, which I just love. And I, I walked into the Home Depot the other day and headed right to the electrical aisle with my shoulders back and just getting a funny breaker that, you know, I knew exactly what I was looking for. And I just I smelled in that smell of the Home Depot and the wood anyway. <laughs> and I just thought, 
you know, I, I belong here. <laughs> and I, it sounds so goofy. The queen has returned. It, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and I just hope that every electrician feels like they're, or, you know, any, wherever you are in whatever job you have, I hope you feel like you belong. Yeah. And there is a huge sense of belonging when you are in a trade and have a skill because mm -hmm. you can walk around with confidence that you know some stuff and and people need the stuff you know and um there's like uh, there's a community of other people who know that stuff and you work to get you know and you work together to build be be, uh, build beautiful things so anyway the our middle school right now the theme is you matter you belong and i love that for a middle school yeah. so i'm just saying this back to school counselors you know, these students, you know, middle school, wherever, whatever age they are, they do need to feel like they, they belong, belong somewhere. And yeah. in whatever career you choose, I hope that you feel like you belong and belonging to a trade is a great place to be. I love that. I love that a lot. Guys, this has been so fun talking to you guys. Um, So that that link that you guys talked about earlier with the video, that will be included in the podcast description along Perfect. with y'all's website um, so that people can get a hold of you guys and look at uh, what, what, what does it look like, you know, to become part of the IEC, um, to be go and get that education, to become an electrician, maybe a sparky. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um and yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. Any last words before we wrap things up for the day? So, so just the, the I think the last word that we heard at the list, at the recent uh, conference with the counselors is several asked about uh, job fairs, those types of things. You know, we do we do um, have a small percentage or small portion of the population of any given school that would be probably part of our electrician group. I am way more interested in talking to individuals than I am to groups of 2000 at a time. And, um, and same with the counselors. If anybody has any questions, you know, I mean, this is my full-time thing. I think my contact information is in, will be included with this. Feel free to call us and talk to us because we're happy to help them. We're happy to help individual students. Again, our 70 contractors, we do have a job bulletin board. So as they're moving out of high school and into this job bulletin board, you know, we can help them at least have a place to post their resumes and um, and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, we're not a job placement service or anything like that, but we certainly are, are more than happy to talk to individual students as well as to any counselor. Yep. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you guys so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. 
The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.